The following program is sponsored by Marty McClendon and West Coast Windows. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. Well, good morning all across the ACN network. This is Marty McClendon. I'm your host of In My Opinion. I'm going to turn this down just a bit for you. I hope you're all doing well. This is December already. Can you believe this is December 2023? So we are in the uh, closing days of the year, uh, depending on how your year's going, politically, socially, financially. We know what, that we're all under duress when it comes to finances with the inflation being so high. Um, but we're also being blessed, being alive, having breath to breathe and a family to, to share with. I hope you, each and every one of you had a wonderful Thanksgiving weekend or week. As in our case, we spent a week with our kids, about 10 days of travel um, with all three of them. You know, we have adult children. There's a 26-year-old, uh, Logan, and we have our daughters, Faith and Grace, um, 21 and 20. So they're very, very busy with their young lives in college. And, and so are we as, as early empty nesters. But it was nice to spend a lot of time and obviously a whole lot of money. Um, making sure that happens. I'm sure many of you did as well. And I'm not sure about you, but I gained a good five pounds uh, over the holidays. I think it was because I didn't work out and uh, the food was super, super good. Uh, as, it, as I'm saying, I'm hoping you all had a wonderful, wonderful time. That said, this is uh, we're doing the radio, which means we're talking about the issues or the stories of the week. Uh, in this case, the last couple of weeks that I want to bring to your attention. If you want to listen to past broadcasts, you can listen to any of them once I get them posted on a podcasting site, whether it be Anchor or Spotify or iTunes, or uh, which is Apple, or Amazon um, Podcasts. Pretty much anywhere you find your podcast, you can find this show, which is called In My Opinion by Marty McClendon, or, or the Marty McClendon Show, if you want to call it that. Then you have Doug and Marty versus the World, which we've been doing a lot longer than we've been doing this show. And I've got a pretty good audience worldwide and, and nationwide that tune in to listen to Doug and I banter. Now, on that note, um, if you want to tune in today at 10 a.m. across all across the ACN network, the American Christian Network, if you will, um, Doug and I have an interview early in the show with three amazing guests. One of the guests is a parliament member of the Ukrainian government. Um, now, many of you remember we had the mayor of a small Ukrainian town on our program before, and now this is completely unrelated, but through our contacts and our friends in the Slavic church and Slavic community over in the Seattle area, uh, they reached out to us to do an interview with the a parliament member of the Ukrainian government, and um, two guests was the head of the Pentecostal church in Ukraine and the head of the Evangelical Church in Ukraine. So pretty interesting. They're basically doing a road tour, um, reminding people that they're under assault, that they're fighting for their livelihood, their way of life, their values, and that we're not losing sight of it. So um, tune in today at 10, a very good interview, um, passionate about what they're going. And I'll talk a little bit more about that today on this show, but that is on Doug and Marty versus the world. You can also email me at any point in time at morningshow1 
marty, M-A-R-T-Y, at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook as well. All those commercial announcements out of the way, we always start with the Word of God. Now, those that are new to the show, yeah, I, I come here every every Saturday morning, same time, same channel, channels across the, um, the state, and I'm really, really blessed to do so. I have a background, um, 15 years in healthcare, last 24 years now in real estate, real estate management, um, pastored a church and been a pa- licensed pastor for over a decade, probably 15 years or more now. Boy, time flies. Um, still do weddings and funerals and that kind of stuff, but I don't pastor a church anymore. Um, obviously doing the radio for since 2014. We've started off at Salem over in Seattle five days a week and then rebroadcast across Eastern Washington. This is now my third program doing radio. And of course, um, I've been, haven't been involved in Washington state politics at just about every level from a PCO level, which is a precinct committee officer serving in the Republican party to running for Senate. Congress and Lieutenant Governor uh, coming very, very, very close within a few votes on a couple of those races um, and being in party leadership, being a the Pierce County Republican Party chair, being on the state committee as well. So kind of really engaged with what's going on in the political arena and the church arena and really a passion to connect the two, not making a government churchy or not making church government e if that makes if that's even a word but is to to retake the place where christians the body of christ had influence over the decisions and the people serving the people of this nation so that they would lighten the load that we would pass legislation or uh, that would be honor god that would align our values and our families and, and make them safer and uh, deter or stop policies that go against our belief that put more burdens on the people. And so welcome to the show. This is, this is the, the idea behind it. They talk about the issues or the stories uh, from a culture, from business, from real estate, from the pulpit or from politics with a Christian worldview. So as Christians looking at the world, what are the things we should be looking at? What's behind this story, their headlines, and really, how should we respond to it as believers in Christ? That's my goal. I don't always hit the mark. Of course, none of us do, except for Christ. But that's why we start off each week hoping and praying that um, God leads the way. Uh, and we start off with the Word of God, because we want to honor the Word of God. And we know the Word of God is God, right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and all things were made. Anyway, the word today, though, is comes out of the book of Psalms. That's P S A L M S Psalms, chapter one nineteen, verse two, out of the Amplified. So that's Psalms one nineteen, verse two. It says, "Blessed and favored by God are those who keep His testimonies, and who consistently seek Him and long for Him with all their heart." Now, I know the Amplified adds the word consistently because they, they go, what could the other translations miss out or add or whatever? But blessed and favored by God are those who keep his testimonies, um, his, his, the word of God, and who consistently seek him and long for him with all their heart. All throughout Scripture, and I won't spend too much time with this, and one of the very first verses uh, I learned when, as a baby Christian 25 years ago now 
um, was to love your God with your whole heart, your whole strength, and your whole soul. Then you talk about this, this, and then Jesus talks about that's the greatest commandment, and the second greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself. You can't do number two if you don't do number one. It's impossible in our own strength to love our neighbor as ourselves. Okay, to put their interests first, unless we understand that we receive that goodness, that love, that forgiveness, that grace, all the stuff we need to do so from God in our relationship with him. Uh, and I think that's the one where through Deuteronomy, through Exodus, through the Old Testament and the New Testament, this verse is repeated through, through several scripture verses where we're supposed to love God with our whole heart, our whole strength, our whole soul. Think about this, and our whole mind and so forth. However the translation is, this is a... Um, and nod to this, if you will, that those who consistently seek him and long for him with all their heart. So that's something I struggle with. I love the Lord. I love I love praying. I love worshiping. I love serving and, and being on mission and so forth. But this right there, it's our, our fleshly body, our brains. We tend to get distracted, at least I do. And it's like this, this consistently seek him and long for him with all our heart. Something for all of us to strive to, this is King David. We know King David had many, many, many issues um, as well. And, you know, he, um, you know, uh, had an affair, um, had a man killed. Um, he had, you know, he took the sheep, if you will, of, an, of another man. And of course, uh, to the Veggie Tales Bible story, we should all know that. But King David was not perfect, but he was a man after God's own heart. Met much of the Psalms had David crying out to the Lord, saying, "Hey." They've forsaken me. They turn against me. The enemies are out to get me, but God will. And then he goes on to say, so it's always about turning to, regardless of where we're at now in our personal walk with Christ, with Father God in Jesus' name, is to turn and say, but God. So no matter what we're dealing with, let's turn around and say, but God, and then we can have rejoice in that. Amen? Okay, that's the word of the week. Obviously, we're into the show a bit. There is so much going on in the world. It's really easy to get distracted. Uh, as I said, we just finished this Thanksgiving week, weekend, or day, however you've celebrated it, and Black Friday and all the shopping and Cyber uh, Monday and uh, Giving Tuesday and, and all of those different terminologies around um, consuming things in America. And well, things have gotten a whole lot more expensive in America. If you haven't noticed that when you're out, but we also, I'm going to talk about that in a second as well. But then we go into the Christmas season, the holidays, right? Christmas is three weeks away. Um, the New Year's, the brand new year. Everybody's thinking about, you know, getting together with family, getting together with friends, uh, trying to make their ends meet, if you will. And so it's really easy to not pay attention. And so the interview we have later today at 10 uh, with Ukraine is, is interesting because you haven't seen a lot about Ukraine. We've seen a lot of billions of dollars being handed over to the Ukrainian government. We've seen billions of dollars go missing and they, they can't account for it. We know that there's massive corruption there. Uh, we've been told for uh, night upon night upon night for months about evil Russia attacking Ukraine. That's probably all true. Um, and, and, and according to our guests that from before and now they say it's it, how dire it is, but the fact that we haven't seen any footage, um, of the people in at the forefront in battle and so forth, 
like we have in Israel uh, for Ukraine is, is suspect. So people wonder what's going on. So once again, tune in at 10 o'clock today and, and hear from those that come from Ukraine, the story. Now that said, uh, Israel, you know, we're still in this uh, week-long uh, ceasefire, if you will, trying to get um, prisoners back. And they're re- returning some of the prisoners slowly but surely, which is interesting. Uh, in the midst of that, though, Hamas is getting retooled. Hamas is getting funded from uh, Iran and others. Um, Hamas is using this and holding back American hostages because they're worth more. Um, but the Biden administration and the Obama administration before them has proven that if you hold American citizens, we'll pay. We'll negotiate with terrorists, which we've never done before this. And so we've had, I've talked about this before, we've, we've had multiple instances where we've given billions of dollar, dollars, I should say, to Iran to release or exchange prisoners. And it's always a lopsided deal whether it be under the Obama administration or the Biden administration. And as I, as I said before, they're essentially the same. Um, so the report's coming out that, that um, 10 more people were released just this week um, from the Hamas. And then it talks about um, um, just recently on Friday or Thursday night, or Thursday afternoon, I should say, um, there were, uh, let's see. Reading the news, a bunch more uh, uh, suicide attacks, basically. It says, um, um, three innocent lives were tragically lost, including Rabbi Elamek Wasserman, a respected rabbinical judge. The attack also left five others wounded, the terrorists affiliated with Hamas. So during the ceasefire, during getting the prisoners back, uh, Hamas and Hezbollah are still attacking Jews to this day. And so, and then I wanted to give an update on this too. According to, this is, that comes out of uh, Newsmax, says, according to the Israeli Defense Ministry, 2,005 soldiers have been injured since October 7th. October 7th is the day that Hamas uh, basically attacked, unprovoked, and murdered um, children, women, and children, and men in Israel. Uh, it, it, it is uh, oh, just amazing. Um, sad, okay? According to the IDF, um, there are 287 are hospitalized still. Uh, and then it goes on to say that approximately 62,000 people have been injured in the Israeli war and military operations are being treated. It says uh, 56% of those injured have been over 60 and about 15% are dealing with post-trauma symptoms. And then it says at least 1,200, 1,200 people were killed in the Hamas attack on October 7th. 1,200 people, that is, uh, can you imagine? That's, that's a small town. Um, another 240 men, women, and children and soldiers were taken back to Gaza as hostages. Some people remain unaccounted for as Israeli authorities continue to identify bodies and search for human remains. Since November 24, just last week, when the ceasefire went into effect, Hamas has released 97 hostages mostly women and children, including 73 Israelis, 23 Thais, and one Filipino. Israel has released 210 Palestinian security prisoners, mostly women and minors. So even there, 210 Palestinians released for 73 uh, Israelis, uh, 97 total. It says the names of 395 Israeli soldiers killed in October 7th. So not only were the 
1,200 people killed on that day. Almost 400 Israeli soldiers were killed on that day as well. That is just... Uh, and then the Biden administration is, is scolding and chiding Israel to not uh, hurt um, civilians. I, I get it. It's, it's the rules of war. Cautioning them to slow down and not... And then you have all these uh, protests and riots by basically enemies of the state in America um, pushing the Biden administration to push even harder against Israel and to, to support pro-Palestinian movements. It is really, really scary and really the antithesis of where we should be. We should be standing with Israel, not because we're Christians, because we know that the Bible and the God of the Bible you know, brought Jesus as a Jew. Uh, there's promises being fulfilled by the state of Israel being restored. It's the only nation that that has the same language, the same nation, the same all the stuff that they did at the beginning. Uh, it's just it's amazing testimony as the whole world is watching Israel. It's important, but there's devastation going on there where Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran, and their enemies that are associated with them, including Russia and China are pushing to not only defeat Israel, but to wipe Israelis or Jewish people off the map. Sounds very 1940s, World War II, Nazi Germany, if you ask me. Now, that said, um, there are some good news in the world as well. Uh, a couple of things, while we're watching two wars going on, or at least a portion of it, they're in uh, not only in um, Ukraine, the war over in Israel, where the world is lining against our allies, and that there's battles going on and wars over in Africa, as we currently speak as well. Um, we are focusing on the blessings that we have here. One of those blessings is Ken Paxton. He is the, um, Ken Paxton is the Attorney General of Texas. He's been in the news quite a bit. He was trying to, they, some of the um, House members tried to oust him uh, in some in impeachment, if you will, in the state of Texas. Uh, was not successful. It found that he was not guilty. Um, but this is political warfare. But uh, he is notorious for going after the Biden administration and, and the Obama administration before that. Ken Paxton from the state of Texas has sued Pfizer. That's Pfizer, the one that uh, COVID vaccine, the one that's kind of behind the scenes making billions of dollars on the, the scare of this. Uh, he's suing them for misrepresenting the COVID-19 vaccine efficacy, which is the effectiveness, and conspiring to censor public discourse, which we've had proof now that Pfizer worked with the federal government, worked with um, social media giants, paid tons of money to censor any negative or information that would diminish the trust in the Pfizer vaccine. So this is good. I don't know where this is going to lead, but at least uh, here's an attorney general that's actually fighting for the truth to be exposed. So I thought that was pretty awesome. The next story, I'm gonna talk about the Apple Cup. I'm not sure how many of you are into college football. It doesn't matter. We have this annual rival, rivalry, if you will. For over 100 years, the University of Washington has played Washington State University and they call it the Apple Cup. And generally over the 100 years, University of Washington is pretty dominant. It's like 70% of the time they've won or, or even better. But there's runs where Washington State's been very good. 
why does that matter? The point is, it's, it's going to be this year was the last one where they're in the same conference. The last one over a hundred years where when they play each other, it won't matter as much. There's still the cross state rivalry, which is awesome. Um, but it's going to mean something different because the conference realignment, the UW Huskies, uh, University of Washington Huskies is joining the big 10 conference. It's about money and, and television and so forth, but they're going to be playing teams like Michigan and Purdue and so forth, Ohio state. Uh, and then Washington state and Oregon state are still trying to figure out what they're going to do with the now pack two. Why is this important? Is it is, but I went to the game. It was electric. The university of Washington Huskies maintained a win barely by a last second field goal. And then it, my daughter is a cheerleader on the Washington state Cougars team. We have a house divided. I grew up in Eastern Washington. Everybody I know uh, either went to Eastern Washington or Washington State and became a Cougar, generally. Uh, my year when I went to school, I was the only one out of my school in Eastern Washington to go to University of Washington and become a Husky. So I've been a Husky my entire life, even though I've always loved the Cougars as well. I married my wife, who was a Cougar graduate. And now my youngest daughter is a Cougar junior and a cheerleader on the team. So um, I can wrote and, and root for both teams. I did all year long. I got to see three games this year. I got to see my daughter cheer and I'm very excited, but this game was interesting. One, because it's historical. Two, because uh, it was a very close game. And actually I think Washington State played better than the Huskies, but the Huskies eke out a win, which uh, some bad calls and so forth. Um, and so, it was uh, an upset daughter and wife, um, a semi-happy me, because I'm like, okay, is my team still undefeated? And they got to play again uh, here shortly. And I'm hoping they'll play in the national championship. They, you know, they've never gone 12-0, and and they did this year, so very cool. But the reason I bring this up, because it is a political story as well. Because, because it's a Washington State versus University of Washington, the governor comes every year, whoever the governor is, and gets to hand over the Apple Cup trophy. Of course, we're the state for apples, right? All makes sense. So Governor Inslee was there on Saturday last week for the game and the entire stadium. I put it this way. I was on the 100 level towards the lake. So the entire stadium that I could hear, because it was deafening, loud, booed him to a man, man, woman, and child. Everybody in the stadium was booing. Governor Inslee. And I think that's really good. Not that they're booing people, and I'm not saying it's super Christian to boo, but they're expressing their displeasure over the last three terms, especially this last term, where churches were shut down, where he felt like a tyrant in our state. So I think it bodes well for the unrest of the, hopefully, voters and the populace saying, we don't put up with this tyrannical behavior anymore. So, I mean, uh, that was the reason I brought that up is also to uh, note that they came out with a story this last week before I came back this week um, that the UW and WSU have agreed to continue the series for the next five years. And they'll start off at Lumen Field in 2024, and then they'll alternate back and forth between the schools for the next four years, and they'll see what happens after that. Once again, it's going to be a non-conference game. It won't mean much in their respective conferences and probably not in the overall standings, but it will still be nice to play our cross state rivals when we can. So that is the recent news on that. 
it's a big deal for Washingtonians, as which you know, and it's a big deal for my daughter. So I'll be cheering for the, the Cougars unless they play the Huskies, and of course, then I'm playing for the um, cheering for the Huskies. Okay, a couple things. Uh, speaking of football, I'll make this fairly quick. Um, there's a big dust up on social media and around the nation. This is pretty much a distraction, but we've seen multiple cases where the left, a political, I mean, a writer, if you call it, from a leftist um, rag will accuse somebody of being racist, makes all the news, they get publicity and so forth. And it turns out that there was no racist, you know, whether it be the Sandman kid that had the, the Trump hat on that. Uh, won millions for defamation against him from multiple sources. Would it be Kyle Rittenhouse, the guy that also won multiple cases because they they slandered him uh, unfairly and unjustly? Well, there's this kid, uh, this this kid that wore face makeup to a Kansas City Chiefs game. He wore an Indian headdress, had black paint on one side, red paint on the other side, and this woke writer from Deadspin. Um, wrote an article saying this is racist. He's wearing blackface. He, he only took a picture of the one side of the face. Well, then someone else uh, responded and showed that he had red on the other side, black on one side. He was wearing the team colors. And then the guy doubled down and said, no, well, still racist because now it's about Mexicans and, you know, and so on and so on. He really wanted to paint this kid out to be this racist and, and blame it on the, on the NFL. Well, then it, it turns out that the, the kid's father is Native American, part of a tribe. The kid is Native American. The kid is going uh, with the team colors. He did nothing wrong. He's a young kid. But the family should sue this writer again for falsely accusing and trying to stir up this race baiting in, the, in America. I think the more times we stand up and say, this is ridiculous, stop your race baiting, stop um, lying to us, which I talked about a couple weeks ago about lying, how, um, and I may not have, if you guys, if you get a chance, go on X, which is used to be Twitter, if you can, or, or search a Google search, if you want, or DuckDuckGo, and look for the most recent Tucker Carlson speech regarding truth. So, so good. Uh, he succinctly said that it's not political. It's not, a, and it's not about finding the best ideas and, and compromising and, and politics as usual. It's not about following the money necessarily, like, like in Pfizer. It's, it's about getting rich in power. Usually you can find out if you trace the money, who's getting rich, who's, who's benefiting. Or you can trace who's getting power, who's getting more control, you know, or you know, the political reasons. He said, no, this is a, an attack on the truth. And I couldn't agree more, but I'm talking about it's a spiritual warfare good versus evil, God versus the devil, the systems in place that free people or the systems in place that enslave people, communism versus capitalism and so forth, go down the line. But ultimately, anything that is truth, which we know God said Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus is the truth. So anything that is the truth is under assault for the sake of destroying truth. So it's very well done. So make sure you go and uh, listen to that. It's well worth it. And uh, understanding, and then his point was, how we defeat that is make a commitment to ourselves. At all times, speak truth. We speak it in love, as my good friend um, uh, says all the time, but, but we speak truth. When someone says something that is, that is incorrect, that is a lie, you, say, you speak the truth. You don't have to be mean about it. 
that's not right. This is the truth, you know, and then uh, you push back against this wilderness. That's not right. This is the truth. Lastly, I'll, I'll just end the show with this last story, and it's one that it's bubbling up, and it's politics as usual. I just talked about a war on truth. In the midst of two wars, inflation to the roof, and I was going to go through a list of how much more is costing you for everything you buy now uh, since the administration's been in place, but you already know. You know that gas is more expensive. You know that food is more expensive. Uh, and most cases, it's about 30% more expensive. That's just insane. Gas alone, the average family is spending 5000 more a year on gas just for their car, much less uh, their heating oil and so forth. So, but the last story is this um, Supreme Court ethics probe against uh, Justice Aaliyah and Justice um, um, Clarence Thomas. The, they're claiming that they took gifts from um, the society and so on and so on. So they want to basically take two private citizens, subpoena them uh, under oath to catch the Supreme Court justices they don't like in some sort of like uh, infidelity. There isn't, there were no rules around this. So what they did or didn't do isn't illegal or isn't unethical. Um, but the Democrats are again, with not one single Republican vote uh, in the Senate are pushing forward and approved subpoenas of these private citizens, just like they did Trump and Trump's um, staff and family they use the political power to silence and to punish their political enemies. Once again, the enemies that want to speak truth, that we all have it, they want to destroy them for the sake of destroying truth. So uh, I don't want to end on that, but that's what I got to do. Take care. God bless. I'll see you next week. My God is so big and so strong and so mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do.